Hey guys, I'm Jaden. I'm a mum to two beautiful little girls, a business owner, a semi-professional gift wrapper, although my husband would love to disagree with that, and now a podcast host. As the saying goes, it takes a village to raise a child, so I'm bringing in my friends to co-host alongside me throughout the series. Each week, we try and entertain and support mums who are going through the shitty hard times to hopefully make you laugh and support you in your journey. On the podcast, we talk to lots of experts to do a deep dive into the issues that affect us as mums and hope by sharing this alongside our own stories, we can help mums feel like they are validated and appreciated. Join us for another whirlwind of an episode this week on Mummy Village. Hey everyone, it's so great to be back for our final episode of 2022 and we have something really fun planned for you which is a holiday survival guide. We're going to talk about all the challenging stuff that happens around the holidays when everyone seems to go a little crazy and discuss some tips to try to help you stay as sane as possible. But first, we know I can't be left alone because I will talk forever. So I'm super excited to have with me as my on-air producer today, Scotty Allen, who is the founder of Swivel Media and the executive producer of this show. Hey, Scotty. Hey, Jaden. I'm so excited to be here. There's a boy in the village. There is a boy in the village and a father in the village, finally. Finally, yes. Well, it takes a village and the, the boy people are kind of a part of it. So it's finally right. it's good to be represented. <laughs> You're doing it for all the males. Go you, Scotty. Hey, let me kick off by just saying congratulations to you on the fantastic job that you are doing with this show. We are so excited to have helped to bring this to life, but you are just doing an amazing job of getting it over the line. So well done. Thanks, Scotty. It's been amazing. It wouldn't be where it is if it weren't for you guys taking a leap in me. So I'm super, super stoked to have you guys and for (laughs) you you guys to phrase that. Taking a leap in me? Take, yeah. No, doesn't make sense. A leap in you? No. A leap. A leap. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this should actually be part of the show because. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we'll just leave it there. No, I'm not. We're not cutting. This is all. This is you know the true Jaden. Like, <laughs> I just, I just make up my own words and I'm forever getting stopped going, can we just like redo that? Because that actually doesn't make sense. And I'm like, well, it made sense in my mind. But Except okay, it's yep, not English. It. Yeah. That's right. What's, what's the it's latest word that you, oh, homeopathy. Homeopathy. I can finally say it before I was yeah, saying homeopathy. Yeah, because you're home, repeating homo- after me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. All right. People don't, give it people don't realize the, the elements of this podcast that have been recorded word by word. Oh, my God. You're not wrong. I wish you were, but you're not. No, but that's all, it's all part of the charm. It's the zany my only God. half English. No, so we've taken a we've taken a leap with you. A leap with me. Thank you, not Scotty. Not in you, just with you. <laughs> yes, definitely with me. Definitely with me. And I'm forever grateful. I'm so grateful because it's been amazing and we've had a great year. It's been a whole year, I think, now. It has been. I think people, because we make podcasts for a living and people Mm. often don't realize how much work is actually involved in getting a podcast together. It's, It's like when things sound like people are just sitting down and chatting, that means that we're doing our job properly, but 
people don't That's realize right. how much work is involved to get to that point where you can just sound like you're sitting down and and chatting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so true. I was actually telling a client of mine yesterday, she wants to start a podcast and she's like, yeah, so I think I can just like, you know, do like maybe an hour. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's what I thought too until I got scripts and show rundowns and like everything. And she's like, oh, wow, it's a lot of work. I said, I was like, yep, it is so much work, but it's so worth it. Well, but yeah, that, I think you're right. I- yeah, that, and that's why I was saying congrats because there are a lot of people that start on this journey and don't get to where you've gotten because mm. of the, the the persistence that's required to do it. But I think that the thing that makes this really work is that you've got a, a real belief in the message that you want to get out there. You didn't start this yeah. to just kind of build your own profile. You started it because you wanted to share your experience and help normalize that for other people. And so that's the overriding thing that helps keep it us motivated. And that's the sort of stories that motivate us as well is when there's that Mm. higher purpose to it. So it's been, it's been great, but um, I am a dad. I always like to confess up front. I am a recovering American. I've got my, my 30, I'm just about to get my 31st year survival chip no what is it sobriety chip (laughs) detoxing (laughs) america i love it (laughs) i grew up outside of chicago and then i when i finished i went to a performing arts high school for the full glee experience including going to nationals and i know and then i i moved out to la when i finished school and worked at disneyland and with a group called the young americans and then I did some theatre and I met my better half who is Australian and the conditions of the marriage were that we live here, which was fine with me. And I've got, just in terms of my mummy village creds, I have two daughters, 21 and 19. So mine are like the, here's one I prepared earlier of the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here, here's two we prepared. We're still preparing. They're not fully We're still preparing. Oh God, I love it. I love it. No, it's great. It's so good. And it's so good to have you on because you are a dad and you can give that perspective and you're about to hit us with your highs and lows for the week. Um, And yeah, you said your youngest gave you a high and a low. So I'm so stoked to hear about this because we've always had like, you know, I've got a four-year-old, I've got a two-year-old. Lauren has a three-year-old and a newborn now, like our, mm-hmm. old, like you know, our on-air producer normally, who's on mat leave now. So there's all like youngins. There's no oldies, and <laughs> it'd be great to get some some older parents, <coughs> like not older parents as in age parents, oh, no. but like with I, the I older, yeah. you know. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> How I do you do, say yeah, that? For sure. With I, older kids. So when we before we had kids, because my partner is the youngest of four and she grew up in a fairly male dominated household so being the youngest and being a girl was like being the piece of gum on the bottom of everyone else's shoe and Mm -hmm. so she was very much of the view that if we have girls we really have to teach them how to stand up for themselves and I can look back now and say mission fully accomplished (laughs) (laughs) to very no two very strong-willed but in in a good way young ladies but it's very funny my high and my low actually both come from my youngest who is 19 and she she's on a gap year at the moment she 
did her VCE in the pandemic because we, we live in Melbourne. And so most of her year 11 and 12 was done remotely and she is a social wow. animal. And so it was really hard. And she got into uni and started uni and then was like, I just need a break. So she deferred and she's going back next year, but she's had a really great year. But I, my, my high is that she is, has really, I think found herself in this year mm-hmm. my older daughter is 21 but she has always been like a 70 year old in a little person's body like she's just one of those really <laughs> school friendly bright everybody's favorite student school leader yeah. kind of thing and so and i think it's really hard when you grow up in the shadow of an older sibling like that and mm. our our youngest is a huge personality so creative so right-brained and, and I oh think my god it's just sounds taken... like me scotty yeah, yeah i don't know it's just like <laughs> just like me like i you know i remember once when she was uh you know when when she was in primary school must have been like you know either four-year-old preschool or prep we're all getting ready to get out of the house and she rocks up into our bedroom and she's like only half dressed and we were like oh my gosh you've got to get dressed like hurry up we've got to go and two minutes later she comes back and she's even less dressed than she was you know before and my wife was like (laughs) where what what is that and I was like I think that's me I'm really sorry (laughs) (laughs) that's my youngest Maria tests us on all different levels Georgia perfect child not perfect but she's like the saint and I'm like I say to Stelios all the time she tricked us like she tricked us into having another baby (laughs) I I believe birth order has got a lot to do with stuff because like I'm an oldest and I'm a rule follower I'm a you know I'm the compliant like I want to make sure everyone's happy with me etc. I'll follow the rules. I'm getting, I'm starting to recover a bit from that, but it's a slow process. Whereas I think that the younger one has to like, either you drown in the expectation of trying to live up to everything else, or you Mm. say, screw it. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to be my own person. I've got a younger Mm. sibling who very much is that. And I can see a lot of similarities between my younger sibling and my youngest. Anyway, my high, I can't tell a, a quick story. My high is Neither. that she really has found herself this year. And we had a really fantastic conversation just last night about where she's at and you know navigating now like some of her friendships from school have kind of faded away and some are still strong and why that is and what she's found about herself. And I'm just had one of those really proud, like, wow, you're really coming along moments. And then my low came in the same conversation because I told her we're, we're doing a holiday survival guide. And I was like, what are your kind of favorite holiday memories? And she was like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I've really got any. And I was like, <laughs> I, you know, and inside I'm like mortified thinking about what about, you know, the time that we like created this whole treasure hunts for you and then you found out that you've got a trampoline and what about you know like all this whatever but you know like 19 year olds right like in in the brain she was like i don't really know like i just i'm not sure and then so i was trying not to (laughs) i was trying not to be hurt right and then i was like so you don't remember anything like you know treasure hunts whatever and she was like oh oh my god yeah oh no that was all fantastic yep 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 oh no it's so funny she was like oh you just put me on the spot for just had a moment of like (laughs) oh yeah total heartbreak Um, 
I know. I know. Total heartbreak. I'm like, ah, ah. but you know, then I think she was like, no, no, I was just kind of thinking about current things, whatever. And so it's a funny low, but it, you've, <laughs> you've thrown her in the deep and the poor thing's talking to I, you about her life and like where she's been for the oh, past no, wasn't year exactly, and what I she's doing. Kind of say, That's amazing. What do you remember about holidays? I need this for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about content, content. It's all, it's all about content. Yeah. Yeah. Enough about your personal growth. Anyway, I, <laughs> what do you remember about holidays? <laughs> but what Fill me up. What, no, because actually what she said initially was, I don't know, I think, you know, often like holidays just kind of end up being shitty, don't they? Which is completely true. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we're going to get onto that later. You yeah. know, often holidays are just a a clash of everyone's expectations and everything. Totally. So I think she was thinking more in the kind of current sense and not thinking yes. about childhood stuff. Childhood. And then when yeah. I was like, but what about the trampoline and the tickets to see Mary Poppins and the yeah, yeah, and, <laughs> and then she's like, like, "Oh, oh yeah, that was all yeah, amazing." Yeah, yeah. yeah so. that was amazing. And then life happened, and I got bigger. I know. And then I started but seeing I things, and I was like, "Ah, <laughs> so funny." So, what about you, Jaden? Do you have a, a a parenting high and low for the week? Parenting high and low for the. I week. I know that you have a a, a catastrophic low, oh, which we're going to talk about in, in a mo, but. <laughs> <laughs> give me a parenting first. <laughs> okay, so I'll give you a parenting high. A parenting high for me would be the way that I'm watching my two children interact now. So, you know, it's it's been I'm an only child and I've always wanted a sister. So I've always, you know, really grabbed onto my girlfriends and, you know, my best friends are like my sisters. But to see it all play out in front of me, two little siblings really, really genuinely care and love each other and just like, I'm going to start crying. But, yeah, I think that that has definitely been my high. Like, you know, Maria is two and George is four and it's taken Maria probably about a year and a half to stop hitting her older sister and pulling her hair and, pretty much bashing her and now it's very very loving and I want my sister and you know where's Georgia I want Georgia like she's really doting on her older sister Mm -hmm. and it's just really beautiful to see and like yesterday you know I was exhausted and I had work but before I went to work I had them at home and I had just had no energy to do anything and I knew I had a really big day at work. So they started playing like on their own and I thought, oh, my God, like this is what having a sibling is all about. Like, yeah, I felt really happy. And and you know what, Scotty, I actually felt a, a whole level of gratitude yesterday. I came across a few things on the internet and I just thought I feel really grateful and blessed to have two beautiful, healthy children, you know, and to be able to leave them at home or leave them at daycare while I go to work, you know, mm. and there are beautiful families supervised. out there. She leaves yeah, them at supervised, home supervised. supervised. Just, Absolutely. Just, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. God, I just <laughs> want to put that one in. Thanks, Cody. But no, jokes aside, like, you know, there are there are a lot of families out there, and I know around Christmas time especially, are struggling and, mm. you know, they don't have the luxury to – go to work and be able to leave their child at daycare or have like the simplest things. And Mm. yesterday I just had this like overwhelm of gratitude and, and also pain for these other families that 
don't really get to just, okay, I'm going to work and the kids can, like they need full-time care. And Mm. yeah, I just had all this stuff happening yesterday and, you know, Christmas time brings that out in me. I'm, I'm always looking at my life and, Mm. you know, how far we've come in the year and there's a big bag of mixed emotions and yeah, seeing a few families online yesterday really just broke my heart and, you know, not feeling sorry for them. It's not coming from a place of like, oh, I feel so sorry for you guys, but a place of life isn't fair. Like it sucks yeah. sometimes. Yes. And it's, it's not, not a fair. And playing field. Yeah. No, it's not. And, and, you know, it really, it grinds me and it makes me angry that these things happen, you know, but it's, and I know it's life and it's easy for me to go, but it's life. But it's so much easier for me to say, you know, I'm so blessed, I'm so grateful, but, and, you know, I think then there just needs to be a bit of acknowledgement for other families that are doing it really tough. So Mm, mm. that was my little high for yesterday. But my ultimate low, and I mean this is coming off the back of what I've just said, so it's probably not a low, but I'm not going to minimise the way I feel actually. Because this is a real thing for me. A low is definitely being hacked. So I've been hacked throughout all my socials with someone in some other country with all this like weird writing and whatever have you. And I've been off social media, Facebook, Instagram. Every time I've tried to get back on, they've like jumped in and uploaded something else. So I feel like my phone has like all these little bugs in it. So you know, I guess there's a bit of a high in this too because I feel a lot of like a lot of shit off my shoulders. I'm like, oh, my God, I can actually wake up and not have a million notifications on my phone. It feels <laughs> freeing. Yes. You know, I don't need to keep up with what's going on on socials and stuff. But, you know, my businesses run on social media. So without social media, it just showed me how much of a role play social media has. So, yeah, that's been an ultimate low for me, not having – any control over my passwords, my emails, my just me. So that was that was a tough one and I'm still going through it and I'm still – I opened my laptop this morning and I'm like, oh, okay, they've gotten into my Apple ID as well. That's amazing. So – I tell you, this yeah. has made me so paranoid. I'm like, you know, I use a password <laughs> manager for everything, but I'm still like changing everything. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and you don't you realize, realize, Scott, like, no. yeah, it, it, everything's gone. Like, I can actually get into Mummy Village Instagram as of this morning. Now, how long that's going to last is, I don't know, because that's the only Instagram account that I have that's not linked to my Facebook. It's via my mobile. So Ooh. they've actually allowed me to get back into that. But I've gone in, changed the passwords. That's all I like, really care about. So next. Well, no. to be honest, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I thought the same thing. I was like, you know what? Apart no, no. from like Made for Mums and Mummy Village, but Made for Mums is like connected to my Instagram. I mean, my hair salon mm. is like, eh, whatever, I've got enough salon, like, people and stuff but it's more the made for mums in the mummy village so look I'm leaving it out to the universe it is what it is it's Christmas time I'm not going to cry about you know I did cry and I did chuck a tantrum but yeah I think it was more like I didn't have any control and like fuck off get off my stuff like why me yeah anyway that's a topic for another another show that is a topic for another show <laughs> but um because you hackers, oh. we hate you you can all get in the bin <laughs> that's right like leave us alone <laughs> 
So we all know that the holiday season is full of challenges and when you add kids into the mix, it can really be a lot. I know in my family, every year it's a bit of a mismatch. We've got my uncle that lives in Broad Beach and then, you know, in Queensland and then you've got my mum that does stuff with her partner and his family and then my grandparents come whenever like wherever we are, but then my eldest auntie, you know, if she's in a good mood, she'll come. If she's not in a good mood, it's really, you know, what's the word? Tentamental? No, what's the word? What's the word? It's very Temperamental? Temperamental. Temperamental. She's very temperamental. Thank you. You know, she gets really funny around like gatherings and stuff. It's very, yeah, anyway. And then you've got Stelios and I, my husband and I with the kids that are just like, yeah, woohoo, like where's the party at? We'll be there. The past few years, my in-laws used to live in Sydney. They've always had like a really big house and big space. So we've just always done it there. And yeah, look, there's a lot of personalities. I'm not going to lie, you know, like keeping everyone happy and, you know, like making sure everyone's going to turn up. I think I really... I think I really let go last year because every year was just becoming really unmanageable and I wasn't enjoying it and there was always a bomb going off. So I said to my husband this year, you know what, we're not hosting Christmas this year. Whoever wants to host it can host it. We will turn up, we will leave and we will go to the beach and we will do something, the four of us. So my auntie, who's an absolute legend, she's having it at her house this year, which is great. But the difference between this year to every other year, and I think this is why I'm so like nonchalant about it, is because I have no expectations. The only expectation that I have is getting the girls dressed, my husband and I dressed, and us arriving There's no expectations. I don't want to be triggered by my mom, triggered by anyone. I'm going there for my girls, my husband and I, to spend time with my grandparents, my family, and everything else is none of my business. I'm not Mm. going to get involved. If there's like left, right and centre comments being made, I'm not going to say, hey, ease up. Hey, do you think you should have said that? Nope, none of my business. I'm going to sit back with my popcorn and just watch the show unravel itself (laughs) if it does. (laughs) And the beauty of it is because it's at someone else's house, we can just go, okay, it's been great. Thank you so much. We're actually going to remove ourselves. Bye-bye. So, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Talk to me. What's, what's, you know, what are some of the things that can create holiday stress and how do you deal with them, Scott? So I think you've hit on one of the big ones, which is expectation. I think that we have this – there's something about holidays where the theory is oh, we should all be together and it's all just going to be wonderful, etc. <laughs> and the reality is that there's often reasons why people don't spend a lot of time with each other or don't mm. spend, spend time together in big groups. And I, I think that part of, part of dealing with the stress of holidays and particularly as a parent is having to think about your own family unit and what you actually need as opposed to just the needs mm. of everybody else. You know, I totally. mentioned before that my my wife is the youngest of four. And so when we when we first got married and we didn't have kids, we just 
slotted in with what everybody else wanted all the time and often we'd help out with other people's kids and that sort of thing. And Mm. then there was a point where we had to stop and go, you know what, this is exhausting. We've actually got to put some boundaries on this for ourselves. And I, I think that we don't often think about holidays is a time where we know we should think about other people and think about being together. We don't often think about what we need or what our limits are. So like what you said before about having a plan that, you know what, if things get to a certain point, then we, this is how we're going to leave. This is our out. This is our time. I think that often with family, we overestimate the amount of time that we should spend together in Mm. general. So particularly Mm -hmm. when there's travel involved. So you know, my, my parents are both passed now, but when they were alive, if they came to Australia, which was like a huge deal for them because they were the kind of Americans that would never have traveled outside <laughs> of the U.S. if they hadn't had some, they, someone in another country, um, they always came for too long because it was such a big trip. They felt like they had of to course. make it worth it. So they'd come for three or four weeks and then by... The, the second week, they'd be ready to go home. We'd be well and truly ready for them to leave. And then you've got to kind of deal, deal with the rest <laughs> of it. We're like, oh, my God, how are we going to make it through this? And yeah. I, I think that the same applies. It's like however long you think you're going to stay, cut that in half, and then maybe, maybe you'll be okay. But the, the other thing, alongside expectation, uh, I think it's good to kind of think about where do our expectations come from? Because often our ideas of like what holidays are or how you spend holidays are formed when we're really young. Yeah, and, from our childhood. Yeah, and so like, you know, my parents were both only children and so we might have had a grandparent around but holidays, the Christmas to us was us as a family and it was us at home or when we were a bit older we used to go down to Florida to my grandmother but it was still us mm. and so – adjusting to being part of a really big family and having to deal with lots of other people's Christmas agendas has been a real struggle for me. And we don't Mm. get to have Christmas at home very often because we're running around with other people. And particularly now we've got, you know, older relatives, like you mentioned, where we don't know how many more Christmases we're going to have. And so we've got to prioritize that time. But to me, like I refuel at home because a lot of my holidays and break times were spent at home. Whereas my, my wife, her holidays were spent down the coast or away and so you know it's those Mm -hmm. things that program the way that you think about them and how you refuel and it's important to kind of think about your own needs there totally I love that because you're right a hundred percent and that's like for me every Christmas was spent with family like you know every Christmas so when yeah you know, my mom's doing her own thing and my auntie's doing her own thing and my uncle's not here. I'm like, I, there's a lot of rejection. I'm, I, I instantly go into, but do we not care? Like, why can't we all get the family together? It's one day. Like, can't we just all come together? Whereas <laughs> now, like this year, I'm like, oh, if you guys don't want to do anything, it's fine. Like, we'll just go to the beach. I actually yeah. wanted to do a picnic at the park where we all bring something. It's really simple. And then, you know, we can go for a swim after or whatever have you. And uh, it was too hard for my grandparents. So sure. that that yeah. ruled it out, which is fine. But, you know, like I love it because my auntie's like, you know, we're going to start at 11.30. We're going to put our Christmas carols on. We're going to get in the spirit. And then, you know, we'll have lunch at one. And I'm like, oh, wow. So this is like a full day event, which is great <laughs> because I like we haven't had that in forever. So 
No, I, I get what you're saying. Like, it, and it does. It stems from our, like, it stems from my childhood, one hundred percent. Yeah, because whereas my kids, you know? because we've grown up, they've got lots of cousins, and we've grown up doing that. For my kids, if we said we're gonna have Christmas at home, they'd be like, "Well, but Christmas is we're with family, we're with everyone." So yeah, it's, it's all about that kind of that programming and and that stuff, which is totally. You know, cool. And, and which is which is great. It's just that, but I think recognizing that, and particularly with your partner, having those discussions and understanding that that mightn't be what's going to happen, but that's what feels holiday to you, and making space for yourself if you need that. Because I'm a extroverted introvert. Like I can talk, no problem. I love people, but I actually refuel on my own. I don't refuel with other mm. people and so I get interesting yeah point. and knowing that and knowing that you know what there's a point where I'm gonna have to just go and lie down read a book do something get away just from switch it because off. otherwise you know that will drain all my energy and that that's okay that's not being yeah, antisocial totally. it's like okay I'm full I need, yeah. need some time to to recharge having those conversations I think is a good way to manage those expectations because mm. otherwise I think with your partner, it can create conflict. You know, why, why are you behaving this way? This isn't what Christmas is about. And articulating that is important. But then modeling to your kids as well, that it's actually okay to think about what we want to do. And it may be that plans that other people have or ideas that other people have don't suit. So we're going to do our own thing. I think modeling yeah. that to them as well. Totally. Because and it's last- okay to say no. Like it's yeah, okay exactly. to say, actually, that doesn't suit us at that yes. time or you know what? Like I remember when we first had Georgia and I was like a stickler for her naps. You know, she was a newborn. So I was like mm. really anal about her naps because if she didn't get her naps in during the day, it made our nights hell. And, mm-hmm. you know, I needed to think about my mental health. And it was the first mm-hmm. time probably that Stelios and I just went, no, actually, we've got to say no. Like, we can't do dinner at six o'clock. We can't do dinner at seven o'clock. Like, mm. we can still do family dinners, but you'll have to come to our place. Or, you know, for Christmas Day, we had to, her first Christmas, I remember, we had to move the time because, you know, I needed it to, like, work for Georgia. Mm. And I guarantee you that, like, you know, my family, his family thought that we were nuts, well, especially me. But. <laughs> I, I needed to do it because I needed to put, and now that I reflect on that, it was putting our needs first, well, our child's needs, because if she didn't sleep, she was miserable and mm. and then it really affected us of a night time. So, mm. you know, it's the same sort of format. Like, you know, you've got your family. And I remember my father-in-law, he said to me when we had Georgia, he said, this is your family now. It's your husband mm. and your daughter. It's not us. It's not your parents. We're your extended mm-hmm. family. Whereas mm. I've never looked at it like that. I've It took me quite some time to really grasp that concept that my family is not my family. Like, yep. you know, I've my mum, my aunties, like we're so enmeshed that yep. what do you mean? You know, so I've always had to really not put them first but I've always included them or, you know, whereas now I'm like it's my family my husband and my two kids they come mm. first and yep. everyone else comes after that so if that's going to keep our family sane in christmas yep. and it's going to make my children have a really good time then that's the main priority you know and so- i think sometimes you have to 
like, you know, if people have unrealistic expectations that sometimes you have to actually come to terms with, you know what, no matter what we do, it's not going to be enough. Yeah, And totally. so we just need to decide what we are going to do and do it. What What's one of your, like, your like, best holiday memories? I would probably say before my uncle George passed away, we used to go away every single Christmas as a family. We would never be in Sydney. So it would either be, you know, you know, Terrigal, Queensland, like, yeah, so many places we used to go just around like outside of Sydney and around Australia. And I would have to say probably it was probably the last holiday that we had and we were in Terrigal. We were staying at a house all together and we were all laughing and it, there was just constant laughter and I really remember that because I remember how happy my eldest uncle was, how happy we all were. You know, my grandmother was mm. in, you know, bright, beautiful colours, whereas she's only ever worn black since he's passed. And no, just, yeah, George is named after him. His name was George and he died suddenly. So it was, he had a cardiac arrest. So it, mm. it rocked our family. And I think Christmas has never really been the same after him. And we've mm. tried to do it, like, you know, but we just can't. We've, we've never gone away like for mm. Christmas again, but we've definitely gone away altogether, you know, not being Christmas. But, yeah, I think that would probably – that and Hamilton Island maybe would probably be my my fondest memories in, of Christmas. Just just seeing my mum be really carefree and not so uptight <coughs> as well. Like mm. she was full of laughter and not defensive and – we would all be able to take the piss out of each other and there wouldn't be any hang-ups. No one had hang-ups with each other and I don't know, it was just weird. Like, yeah, I really look back at those times and I'm like, shit, we used to have such good times. Like, don't get me wrong, we still do, but it was it was a lot less loaded. <laughs> I feel like sure, I Christmas is, yeah, like I feel like Christmas is these days, uh, there's a lot of like, you know, we're having Christmas. It's the first time my mum's coming to Christmas and a little bit of – a lot of us are like, oh, how is it going to be this Christmas? And not because of, you know, my mum's a problem but we're, we're all very different personalities and, and yeah, it's just going to be very interesting. I'll, I'll have to circle back on, mm-hmm. on Christmas Day. But, you know, so I think – yeah, I think I think that – the time when my uncle George was around was definitely a magical time because all of us were just really, we were all just really happy, you know. Thinking about like from the the parenting perspective, how does being a mum, having you know your own kids to to worry about in that situation, how does that add to the dynamic, and how do you, how do you manage that? Yeah, good question. I think it's taken me a really long time to really, I know this is going to sound really strange, but <laughs> to go, wow, I'm a mum. Like I have I have these kids, like they're mine, like they're ours, like I am a mum. So I've never really, because they've been so little, I've never really, they've just come along for the ride and if shit happens, shit happens. Mm. And I, and if they have happened, I've just gone, yep, okay, we're out. 
you know, and nothing really big has happened. There might be a few, you know, disagreements or whatever or, you know, mum and I will have an argument and and in my mind I'm like, oh, the kids don't know because they're, you know, they're under three, like <laughs> But I think that has definitely shifted this year. It's definitely changed. George is like a little, a little human. She's very switched on. So is little Maria. Um, so I think for me this year it's been I need to let go of the expectations because if I keep a hold of those expectations and they don't get met, I'm the one that's going to end up being angry, irritable, mm-hmm. triggered, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be a fun time for anyone because I can't keep my mouth shut and I can't like not show that I'm irritable or that's triggered me. Like I get, I'm very reactive. So mm. I don't want my kids to have that memory of Christmas. So every year we've made it really magical at home, like lights, big Christmas tree, you know, the Christmas carols, like it's a really fun, you know, we've got Elf on the Bloody Shelf. I wish I never did that thing. <laughs> don't <laughs> but get me started. Yeah, like it's it's that sort of stuff. So for me seeing the kids be so like, oh, my God, it's Christmas, how many days left and yada, yada, yada. I love that because my mum, you know, kudos to her, like she made Christmas really fucking magical and – you know, she didn't do the Christmas on the shelf or the Christmas lights or anything. But when I say magical, I mean like she made Santa be the main event of Christmas and I was inundated with like I knew mm. Christmas Day, the whole room was full of toys. So I haven't done that with my girls. So Christmas Santa isn't a huge thing in our house. Santa is not a really big thing for us. So that's very different to my childhood. Santa comes with one gift for Maria and one gift for Georgia. Elf on the Shelf this year is leaving a gift each for them because, you know, they haven't touched him and that's a big thing for Maria because she touches fucking everything and never listens. So I did that. (laughs) But it's the presents are from mummy and daddy and, you know, that's the main thing. And I think, you know, times have changed this year, like these times, it wasn't, you know, iPads and phones and smartwatches mm-hmm. and all that kind of jazz for kids. It was like Barbie and Barbie's dollhouse and lava lamps and all that jazz. So I think it's really important that the girls know that Santa came with something really small. Like they're just getting swimming costumes from Santa, yeah. just from Cotton On, mm-hmm. like 20 bucks. Thank you very much. And that's enough, you know, and yep. and I want them to know that Santa isn't the – isn't the main guy at Christmas. Mm. It's amazing you we, get to see Santa, but he's not the yeah. main guy. Mummy and Daddy are and We family. didn't do presents from Santa. We never said to our kids, Santa's not real. We just mm-hmm. never – what we did was we did St. Nicholas Day, which is like the European – it's like the yes, 6th of I December. What we, what we did was like the first Sunday of Christmas. December, yeah. We did oh, – first Sunday of December – we did St. Nicholas Day and we made St. Nicholas biscuits and we read the story of who St. Nicholas was and they got oh, their little awesome. St. Nicholas bag, but it was still, you know, from us. And then at Christmas, the presents were from us. And that, you know, that was just something that I was really strong about. I was like, I don't, I don't really want to do this because I don't, I just don't like the whole, for me, I, I never liked the whole, like, let's, let's lie to our kids about all these mythical creatures that come in and do things for them. Cause then at some point 
that doesn't happen. So, like, you know, we did all the things. Like, we did the truth fairy, but they knew that we were the truth fairy. You know, they mm. we did the, like, we're just, but, you know, we didn't want them to be those, like, you know, annoying, you know, Christian Santa's not real kids. So we never said that. We never said that. And we, you know, if they wanted to go, <laughs> if they wanted to go sit on Santa's lap, fine, go sit on Santa. They'd say, look, there's Santa. And we'd say, yeah, there's lots of Santas. You know, lots of Santas around. Yeah. Um, you know, okay. like, but then, but then people would say, like, what did Santa bring you for Christmas? And they'd just be like, huh? <laughs> like, <laughs> you just yeah. never, like, you know, never, never registered. So but, I you know, love I mean, that you're, you're, I love that you're coming from the other, on the other spectrum of that because I had another conversation with a client of mine and she's like, you know, I don't want to lie to my kids. And I'm like, oh, but it's not lying. Like I don't use Santa as a, as a ploy. Like I think that's the right word, Scotty. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're not good, Santa's not going to yeah, yeah, come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. I've we've never used Santa like that at all because, you know, I remember when I found out that Santa wasn't real and I was gutted. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, what do you mean? Who's going to bring me all the presents? And, you know, and mum was like, it was always me. It's okay. But I mm-hmm. believed in Santa up until I was in like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm admitting this. Like I think he's six, he's seven Aww, even. That's because so I loved, cute. I loved the the fantasy of it. I think, and mm-hmm. I didn't want that to be taken away from me. And like yep. the bun, you know, the Easter bunny, the tooth fairy. That was all very, very real for me. Don't fucking take that away from me. And I think that you know, my mum used to say to me, yeah you really believed in all these little characters and stuff and I just didn't have the heart to <laughs> tell you I know, weren't I know. real. I don't know. There was just something about it that I was like, you know, I just don't want to do that because I think that we always, like we never used baby talk with our kids. We always just talk to them. We use proper language. We used, you know, yeah, whatever. I'm the same. Like, we just talk, talk to them like little humans, that sort of thing. And so it was like, you know, the foundation of our relationship needs to be based on truth. And I think con- for, for me personally, constructing these you know kind of yeah I, I mean I, I take nothing away from people where that's a really important part of transitions totally of tradition it's a totally personal parenting choice mm. but I'm you know I'm glad that I that I did because I think it just like in terms of our relationship with our kids you know I want them to I've always wanted them to our, our parenting goals have only ever been to screw up our kids creatively like we yeah. know we're going to do it, but let's not repeat the same mistakes our parents did. Let's make new ones so that when they finally come out, we can go, huh, who could have seen that coming, right? Like I think we've achieved that, right? And But, you know, it was keep the dialogue open. And so mm. I think, you know, when things – and then you realize – I don't know. For me, it had a big impact on me okay, as a kid, yeah. I think, in terms of like, oh, and then what else isn't real? Yeah, so – Anyway, you're not wrong, Scott. I'm going to actually give you that because when I found out, you've just, yeah, you've just brought that to my attention actually. Because when I did find out that it wasn't real, I did question quite a lot. I was like, well, what else isn't real? Mm-hmm. What else is, what else am I going to find out that that isn't real? Mm-hmm. You know? So, yeah, it's interesting that you say that because it's also a baseline of like, I don't want to give someone else the credit for all the cool shit I'm giving you. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. That's why we only give the one present. That's like really mediocre. Like, meh. yep. 
So thank you so much. We're going to wrap it up because we can just talk and talk and talk. We sure can. <laughs> but, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on and doing this little bonus episode with me. It's been so fun doing it with you. I loved it. I know. It's, it's awesome. fun. And it, it, looking forward to all the amazing Mummy Village stuff for 2023. So excited. And Yay. it's only going to be up and up and up. I know. We're already on the charts in New Zealand as well as Australia. So, like, what country should we tackle next? Oh, Greece. We're at Greece oh, as well. Oh, we're in Greece too. Yeah, We're, we're yeah. in Greece, yeah. Big, we're big in Greece. Like, we're huge in Greece. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hilarious. I love I it. Know. I know. Maybe, like, Argentina. I don't know. Mm, like some maybe other Switzerland country. next. Oh, that would be know. fun. Very neutral. That would be awesome. You know, Yay. love it. But yeah, no, that's awesome. All right, thanks, Scotty. Appreciate it. And I will see you on the flip side. No worries. Happy holidays, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for all your support this year. And we can't wait to bring you all new episodes of Mummy Village in 2023. Please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite listening app to keep up to date when we launch our next episode. And if you love our show, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help other people find our show. I'm Jaden and you've been listening to the Mummy Village podcast. Remember, we love you and it's okay to wrap your presents with masking tape. We'll get better at this next year, we promise. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>